Hi, this is Tony at Cover Magazine. I'm speaking to Darren Burns, the Executive Head at Cogence. Darren, thank you very much for your time. It's great to be meeting up with you. Thank you, Tony. Appreciate it. Great. We're talking about a very interesting um, issue. And I'm, I'm I sort of, when I looked at all of this and um, uh, sort of surfed your website a little bit, it was, there's so many angles that I could have started this conversation and asked you. So I'm going to start at the beginning and first of all, just ask um, Cogence is new to the market and um, it's, a, it's sort of a combined effort between Discovery, BlackRock and Riscura. So maybe you can just give us a little bit of background as to how this got together and um, what does this mean? Why this combination? So Tony, I'm going to start from the, the very beginning. I think um, we've seen a rise. So Cogence is the first, what we claim is the first truly DFM in South Africa, first truly global DFM in South Africa. Now, I suppose to start right at the beginning is why the need for a DFM. I won't go into too much detail on that, but we have seen a rise in the number of DFMs in South Africa. And I mean, the basic reasons are, you know, financial advisors have a lot to focus on these days. There's increasing compliance requirements, um, increasing regulation restrictions, um, the market has just become exceptionally complex. The number of funds available to invest in requires a lot of time and a lot of effort to to really do proper research. And unfortunately, for financial advisors to be able to do all of that and still maintain a relationship with their clients and still manage the emotions of their clients, um, you know, do proper financial planning, conduct reviews. It's just it, it's too much required with the given time that each financial advisor has available. So the rise of the DFMs is to take over part of that responsibility, specifically with regards to the portfolio construction. And then we are also utilizing technology to hopefully improve the financial planning aspect of the client and make conversations that they do have um, with their end investors a lot more easier, a lot more seamless, and a lot more um, elevated with, uh, compared to the conversations they're currently, currently having. So to really enable the advisor to have far more informed conversations with their end clients and prepare them um, emotionally for what may be coming in the future from their investments or what changes they need to make to their behavior in order to be able to provide for a successful retirement one day. Now, when, when you talk about retirement, um, retirement and discretionary fund management, obviously very close together, and one of the things that I saw is, and I think this is probably um, from my perspective, almost the crux of the matter is that you bring in retirement solutions and health experience together um, in this, this mix as to how you do the discretionary fund management. But I was wondering when you're bringing the health experience in there, how does that differ from what the annuity industry has been doing in terms of looking at longevity, et cetera? How do you bring the health in there? Right. So I think, you know, the technology we're utilizing, Aladdin Wealth, which has been um, provided by our, our, one of our partners in this BlackRock, um, it, it really takes financial planning to another level. So instead of, you know, traditionally, Technology has not been really uh, well used, I think, in the financial planning aspect. There's been a few calculations. We've seen a few spreadsheets that are utilized. But there's three factors that are effectively utilized in calculating how much is required for retirement or uh, how much capital is required for retirement or how much income is going to be required one day when you retire, right? So one of those factors is the savings, how much you need to save every single month or year to try and accumulate a sufficient amount of capital to be able to provide for a successful retirement. 
The second is growth. So the returns, the performance you're actually going to get on those um, returns. And finally, the third factor is your longevity, right? Is your vitality, is your, your health issues. Because in the past, I don't think anyone has ever really accurately measured the longevity aspect of this calculation. So, you know, a client might walk into the office and say, I'm retiring at 65, and you probably find most financial advisors just said, okay, 20 years, let's plan it out to 85. Not actually knowing what that number is going to be. Now, utilizing the big data that we get from uh, Vitality, which is over 250 million life years worth of data, we can far more accurately estimate the longevity of the clients. And it's not just about the the overall longevity. It's also the longevity or the, the number of years they're going to live healthily and the number of years they're going to live in ill health based on their current behavior. Because it's it's quite obvious that the years in ill health are going to drain your retirement capital far more significantly than those in good health. You may require, as an example, a carer. Uh, maybe you need increased medication. Maybe there's more hospital bills. And that can quickly deplete your capital um, in comparison with the with the good years. So it's it's actually it's, it's essential. It's a very essential that you have more information regarding that longevity part of the calculator. And of course, if you know the longevity and you can estimate your return or your capital growth, the last component that is required is just the savings amount. And then once you know, once you can calculate how much savings is required, that's where the behavior shift really starts for the end client. Because then you can have a, a very informed conversation with them about what their current savings behavior is and how that might need to change, whether it's an increased uh, you know, monthly they save, uh, amount that they're saving every month, whether they need to contribute a lump sum to sort of top up their capital, or whether they potentially might need to work longer in the future and that dream of retiring at 65 is no longer reality because at that point they wouldn't have saved up enough capital. So it really is, it's, it's an integral part of the calculation that I think in the past has largely been ignored or, or very much been a, not an estimate, but a guesstimate of, um, of, of how to plan for retirement. Yes, yes. Now, um, you've alluded already before that um, financial advisors, wealth managers today, they've got a lot to deal with. Um, besides like the heavy compliance burden and the admin burden that goes with the um, professionalism of where we are now, um, they, they, it means that they do need to look at how has their sort of job changed? How's, how, how do they have to evolve their practice and what they do? And with where we are, technology has to play a big role in this. And so if I understand Cogens correctly, you sort of trying to take how this environment for wealth managers and financial advisors have changed and you try to solve that problem with uh, technology. And maybe you can just explain to us how you're putting this together and where does this leave the advisor? No problem. So the way we see it is the whole wealth advisor or financial advisory model has changed, right? As as time evolves, obviously this this model has evolved. Now in the past, in the early 90s, you would have probably found that technology was only really being used for um, statements, right? Just reviewing, reporting purposes. So you'd either print out a statement or when email came around, then you'd email off a statement. But the actual financial planning process, um, the initial conversation, the portfolio construction, the asset management was mostly done using the financial advisor's investment expertise and his communication skills, 
right, how he would interpret that to the client, and then afterwards he would do reviews. So there was a large amount of responsibility on the advisor's shoulder, shoulder, shoulders, with only technology helping um, for the reporting purpose. Now, what we, how that has evolved to what we currently see is that financial advisors are starting to rely on technology for the financial planning aspect. I mentioned there was a few spreadsheets rolling around, as well as the asset management aspect. Now, just if I can quickly zoom in on the asset management and the portfolio construction part of that, we know that the world is becoming exceptionally complex. I've mentioned the number of funds that we have available in South Africa, globally, over 250,000 funds. So it's very difficult for a financial advisor to do accurate due diligences and, and get enough information on all the opportunities that exist. Now, because of the Regulation 28 limits that have been lifted in South Africa, allowing 45% of your assets to be invested offshore, that's opened up far more opportunities in the global space, right, for the end clients. And we are absolutely convinced that you need to take advantage of these opportunities because, I mean, it's a, it's a very big world out there, right? South Africa is really only at the tip of Africa and makes up a very small amount of the world's GDP. So that is essentially why we have partnered with BlackRock, the world's largest um, asset manager. They are responsible for the global portion of our solutions, right, of our model portfolio. So they're responsible for the underlying fund selection within our model portfolios because we believe that if you're going to invest globally, you need to actually have global presence. You need to have feet on the ground in the global markets. You can't sit, uh, well, you can, but it's very difficult to sit um, in South Africa and try and manage a global portfolio without actually experiencing what is happening in the world. Um, as an example, very briefly, um, you know, we had some uh, some of the some overseas people visiting us recently. We were trying to explain load shedding to them, and after two hours, they still had no idea. So if you don't understand those unique nuances present in each and individual each and every individual country investing in, we believe you could miss the opportunities, or even worse, take on too much risk. So it's also about risk avoidance. Right, and that's where. So that's why we've outsourced that um, investment advice on the global side to BlackRock. Locally, we're utilizing Riskira, uh, one of the largest institutional asset managers in South Africa, to manage our local side. They've got a huge team with um, a large amount and, and years of investment expertise. So we rely on them to provide insights and portfolio construction on our local portion of the compo of the investment solution. So. Back to the original question. That's the asset management portion of the. Um, wealth advisor, financial advisory model. Now you see that that is where technology is assisting because asset managers are utilizing a little bit more technology. And obviously we get increased data these days and at a much more rapid speed. So even some financial advisors are utilizing technology to assist with their portfolio construction, but they're still also utilizing their investment expertise and the communication skills. And their review process is still largely on the shoulders of the financial advisor. By allowing technology to take over some of the burden of the financial planning and um, asset management. It has allowed financial advisors to have a little bit more time to spend with their clients, right? To focus on other aspects of their business, um, potentially, you know, uh, uh, potentially improving the relationship that they have with their clients, improving the conversations that they have regarding uh, what is happening with the investments. It also allows investors to spend more time concentrating on their own business, create efficiencies within their own practice, which directly correspond to more time with clients and also to grow their business. Right? So it's very important that financial advisors grow their business over time. Now, the way we see it, that's the current model. The way we see this model shifting to the future is that your initial conversation, your initial relationship 
your initial bond with the end client will always be uh, via a personal interaction with a financial advisor. Very difficult to, to do that um, online or via technology 100%. But we yeah. believe the financial planning aspect and the asset management aspect can be completely outsourced to technology. So I spoke about the, you know, the equation to calculate how much capital you require one day. It's a mathematical calculation. If you've got all the data from the vitality aspect, you know how much the client has saved, you know can estimate what the returns are going to be, it's purely a calculation to work out exactly what the client needs. The the part that requires the advisor's investment skill and communication skills is then interpreting that data or taking that data and having the conversation with the client, reviewing their portfolio, setting out um, you know, a, a goal, a long-term savings goal, allowing them to shift their behavior so that they can successfully retire one day. So ultimately, the advisor still has a very important role to play. It's just evolving, we believe, so that the advisor is less of an actual asset manager and actually becomes more of a wealth coach, a financial coach, and and really gets emotionally involved with his clients, and um, you know has conversations about potential future events, what that will do to the portfolios. Don't worry about extreme volatility. You know when these uh, big market events happen, um, you know don't de-risk your portfolio at the wrong time because if you de-risk your portfolio, this is how your savings behavior now needs to change. This is going to be the result. So it's very important for us to really elevate those conversations that financial advisors are having with clients yeah it's yeah it sounds spot on as to um, all the feedback that i get from uh, financial advisors you know their their job sort of almost as evolved to to knowing exactly which solutions to use and how to connect those solutions not necessarily to try and design those solutions themselves so yeah congratulations on this uh, darren and I wish you good luck with building your team. Certainly, we've got good expertise in the country. So, yeah, uh, good luck. And, and, yeah, I hope the hunt for good team members goes well. So, enjoy um, the ride. Thank you very much for your time, Darren. Thank you very much, Tony. Appreciate it.